Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Video Gamers Podcast, where we break down all things gaming, like first impressions on new releases, deep dives, gaming news, and tournaments like figuring out who the best gaming dad of all time is. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined here with my two fellow gamers in crime. Coming up first, he is part man, part machine, and you can find him cleaning up the crime-ridden streets of old Detroit while walking incredibly slowly. It's Josh. I got bad knees, Paul. Okay. I don't walk slow on purpose. Yeah. You got to go low impact. You got to preserve that cartilage, hey, right? But when I slowly and poorly animatedly punch somebody and they explode yeah, yeah, yeah. into giblets, that part is true. God, it's so bad. Giblets everywhere. All right. And then joining Josh and me, he's got a mug of brew in one hand and a pickaxe in the other while chiseling his way through the mines of Moria. It's Ryan. Jeez, am I playing Deep Rock Galactic again? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dwarf talk lately, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're very pro-dwarf here. Oh, yes, yes. The We, we are the official podcast for, for dwarves everywhere. Yes. Oh, I thought they were space gnomes. <laughs> oh, yes, and, and space gnomes. <laughs> nice callback. All right, just so our listeners know, you can find us on socials everywhere at Video Gamers Pod, and make sure to check out our website. It's videogamerspod.com. You can see some awesome stuff on there, like our top 10 individual games of all time. You can also see our individual leaderboards. Tons of stuff to check out. And then, Josh, I believe you have a review you're going to read. We love reviews from our listeners. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, there is a good chance that we'll read it on the show. You know, we just we love to to just say like, hey, these are the 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 things that make us smile. It's the reason we do what we do, and so we like to read some of those to you. This one comes in from our good friend Raging Rhino NC, all the way over in Great Britain. It Mm, is titled Amazing Podcast, and it says, Paul, Josh, and now Ryan brighten my day every time a new episode is released. Always up to date and give unbiased reviews and bounce off each other so you get a very mixed review of news and games alike. I've been a longtime listener, should have reviewed sooner. Keep up the good work. Being an epic supporter comes with great perks, too. Thank you for helping me through a difficult time of my life. Hopefully more and more people will hear about you guys. Awesome. Oh, what a nice review. Thank you, Raging Rhino. Absolutely phenomenal review. Thank you. Uh, I love the fact that he's an epic supporter and is happy about doing that. You know, and and it's it's just it's a great review. So thank you. (laughs) 
while we're on the topic talking about support here on Patreon, we do have one last piece of housekeeping. So if our listeners aren't aware, there is an option to help support our show on Patreon while you do get some amazing perks like Raging Rhino just mentioned. And one of those perks is a shout out on the show. And we owe a huge one to Cobra Chicken 97, who also just signed up with Epic Status. All right. Yeah. Also, that's an awesome name. It is it is a really good name. <laughs> and also Cobra Chicken has posted some uh photos in our Discord of where they live, and I'm quite jealous because there's a lot of green and land and not brown rocks. So funny <laughs> enough, he has posted that he is a Canadian farmer, but the thing that really cracked me up is that he said that he likes spending his free time playing farming simulator <laughs> with all of his friends that he met at farming school. Like I can't imagine farming all day and hey, playing farming simulator by night. Good on you, Cobra chicken for loving farming. That's, <laughs> that's what I got to say. If you love what you do, you never work a that's day in your exactly life, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. So here for this episode today, it's time to talk about this week in gaming and the biggest news stories of the week all come courtesy of Gamescom 2023. It is a five day event that took place over the course of August 23rd to 27th over in Germany. There were a ton of announcements and trailers to pour over. They even give out annual awards. So much stuff to talk about. Let's start with the most anticipated game left of this year, which is Starfield. Todd Howard did give a presentation on behalf of Bethesda for it. And even though we did not get to see the opening mission in the game, they did build out a theater and they were showcasing the opening mission to people there in attendance. It definitely seems like they are trying to glean parts from other games. A lot of people are mentioning you run around mining with a laser very similar to No Man's Sky. You find some alien artifact and touch it that gives you a vision, which is straight out of Mass Effect 1. You even kind of like jump and float in the air, which is very reminiscent of Destiny. It kind of seems like Starfield has kind of shaped out where they're just kind of like grabbing pieces of all these other games for better or worse. Well, how, how are you guys feeling about the state of Starfield now that it's right around the corner? I go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> no, both of you at the same time. Uh, let's 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 let Ryan lead off with the good news first. The good news is I am more excited than I can imagine. Uh, I, I watched those tra- the trailer and I watched that gameplay video and all of that stuff like four times. I was so beyond excited. I just kicked kick back tilted my computer chair, you know, put the little footrest out. It's got a little footrest and just played it and just watched in in anticipation. I am so beyond excited and ready for this game. I'm a Bethesda nut, so uh my body's ready. <laughs> I don't I I'm going to sound a little negative and I I, I don't mean this negatively. Like, honestly, man. I don't. Be, I know, right? Like <laughs> it, it's I know I should be squealing and super pumped and like fist pumping and all that stuff. I'm kind of glad that I'm not, to be honest, because my hype for some unknown reason is low. I might just be that I got done playing Remnant 2 and then Baldur's Gate 3 back to back. I've had like one of the best like month and a half of gaming in a really long time. 
And so I've got like all this just happy gaming in my body right now. And it's like, it's hard for my brain to wrap around the fact that maybe there's another awesome game coming in just a few days. (laughs) And so it's like, it's hard to believe that. And so I think that's tempering a lot of like my expectations and my hype level for Starfield. I will say what I have seen looks good. Um, I think the big thing that people are missing is space. Like, I love space, man. Give me space games. I love all these space games. And for some reason, it's like, you know, people are harping on the planets and 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 like some of this stuff. And then I see this gameplay of like dogfighting in space, flying around these big planets and stuff. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we get to go in space, <laughs> man. You know, and so then I get excited. But it, it's just I don't know why. Like, I'm not more hyped but I'm actually, I was actually chatting with Paul about this earlier. I'm kind of glad that I'm not hyped because I don't know that Starfield could live up to that level of hype. And so for me, I think I'm going to be pleasantly surprised, but I'm also a little skeptical. I'm just glad the last 12 Bethesda games I bought were Skyrim. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy that it's not Skyrim anymore. Right? I, I want something new. <laughs> You know, Starfield is just one of these games that we've been so hyped for such a long time. No matter what, you're going to crest that peak and it's going to start to come down. Maybe it is for the best. Now, there were multiple leaks recently about Starfield, including a 45-minute leak from someone who was also allegedly selling copies of the game online. What? Did you guys check out any of the leaked footage or are you trying to go in completely blind? I want to go in. I've seen the trailers. I've seen the gameplay that they've shown off. There's more and more information coming out. Like we're seeing it on Twitter where people are, I don't know if you guys saw this whole thing where there's like this whole group of people that are really upset over the fact that there's an invisible wall on a planet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on people. Let's like... uh, that's the stupidest thing to get upset about, man. Like, like that's not going to affect your gameplay. If you run in a straight line for 10 minutes straight, who does that? Like, and Bethesda even came out and said, just go to your ship and land again. And you get another 10 minutes in any direction. It's not like there's nothing there. It's just a, the, the game has to be programmed in a certain way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, more I've, of a loading issue. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid like spoilers and stuff like that. So as hard as it's been, I did not watch like the first mission and, and that kind of stuff that, that has been leaked out there. Yeah, same. I'm going in Ray Charles, baby. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> me too, Ryan. Yep, yep. Me too, Josh. We're all going in totally blind. That's the way to do it. What is your guys' guess for what you think the Metacritic rating will be? So scale of zero to 100. What's your guys' guess? That way we can all look back and look like idiots. Later. Million. A million. <laughs> a million out of a hundred. <laughs> Ryan's not gonna win this one. <laughs> I I wanna say it's gonna be an eighty-nine. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Really? <laughs> I stole it from you, yeah. Paul. Pick your own number. I'll right. say ninety. Ninety? Ryan, do you want do you want a new guess or do you want to stick with a million? <laughs> Although I think a million is the number, I'll I'll do something a little closer to you guys. Just you know, save face. Uh, let's go ninety-one. Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, I'm I'm not winning this. <laughs> all right. Is do you guys see any world where this competes with Tears of the Kingdom or Baldur's Gate three for Game of the Year? Because those seem like the two heavy hitters. Do you see this rising to that level, or does that just seem pretty outlandish at this point? I would love it too. I know that I've mentioned like my hype level is not there. I want to love Starfield. I've liked every Bethesda game that I've ever played with the exception of Fallout 76. 
Um, and so these are my type of game. I Again, I don't know why I'm not more excited for it. It just could be game fatigue or, like I said, I've played some awesome games this summer. I, I really want it to be good. Um, I think that it could surprise. Is it a surprise if it's great? That's the problem, right? Like when you have this much media, this much press, this much hype, how can you live up to that? Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's like a prize fighter, you know, going against, uh, you know, some whatever guy and, and you go in, you win, you're supposed to win. If, if you don't, then it's a huge upset. You know, it's right. horrible. So like this game is supposed to be amazing. Bethesda is their first new IP in like, what, 25 years, I think. It's a long you know, time. 25 just, years. Yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. So something that they've spent this much time on, obviously they haven't released much of you know this stugats for all these years so they better have put a lot of work into this and it better be amazing yeah i really hope that it is um i i but that's kind of the that's the catch right like if it's really good people are like well good it was supposed to be yeah all right. Well, we got to move on. Let's talk a little bit about RoboCop Rogue oh, City. Yes, uh, we boys. got we, the we good got, stuff. Let's get Here to the go. good games, we, man. Oh boy. All right. We got 16 minutes <laughs> of gameplay footage. If anyone doesn't know anything about RoboCop, it's a first-person shooter. It got delayed again. This game's been delayed so many times. It's now going to release on November 2nd, supposedly. In this 16 minutes of footage, you see RoboCop get called in. There's a bank heist in action. And I don't know, you kind of just plot along super slowly as a bullet sponge. There's no cover fire. You just sort of slowly walk around and aim and shoot stuff. I, I think this game looks absolutely horrendous. What, what are your guys' thoughts? Paul, what? This is this is like You've this got is, to be kidding me. This you're game gonna hear, doesn't look horrendous. It's <laughs> It looks like the worst game I've ever seen. <laughs> and the voice acting about? is truly bad as well. All right, listen, I challenge everybody that's listening to go watch. We'll post it in our Discord, okay? We'll, we'll post the trailer so you don't have to hunt it down. I, have, I cannot think of a game that looks this bad that I have seen in a long time. Like, you can tell it's trying to be good, and it is about as far from that as you can possibly get. Jeez. Yeah, try and don't pay the bills, brother. Yeah. Like that's it's it's not good. Not good. Uh yeah, like Paul said, bullet sponge just walking through. It does not look like it's gonna it's gonna come out well. The more even I don't know what they could do to make it better. Uh so, I don't either. throw yeah. it in the dumpster, light the dumpster on fire, <laughs> bury it under some nuclear waste. This seems completely broken from a fundamental level because you're just slow and there doesn't seem to be any danger. You don't even see the guy's armor drop below like 78% in this and he's just walking in the middle of nowhere or in the middle of all the action shooting everyone. The one thing that did make me laugh really hard and if you guys gave up on watching this trailer I totally get it. Remember in Gotham Knights Josh how you would have to like investigate clues on oh, stuff and it was so stupid. Bomb? Okay, Josh I laughed so hard when RoboCop is staring at a C4 charge. It literally says in all capital letters, C4 charge. And there's a little question, question mark. mark. Yeah. RoboCop stares at it, analyzing for eight seconds and goes, it's a C4 charge. And I just, I laughed so hard out loud because it's so stupid. Okay. I, I could be wrong on this. I need to go back through the trailer. But after this whole sequence, you have a guy that's helping you defuse this bomb. And he goes, make yeah. sure you start with the wire from the highest voltage to the lowest voltage. 
and he clips the wrong wire and it still works. <laughs> like, and the guy says he's colorblind, so he can't yeah, help with like, like the color of the wires. Guys, it's it's so goofy. This is the worst game imaginable. I can't believe that this is a thing right now. I'm sorry to the developer, but the animations are janky. The shooting is terrible. The voice acting is bad. There is absolutely nothing of any redeeming value in this game, man. Yeah. I, I will give it one positive thing. They keep a kill count of RoboCop against all the other mercenaries or whatever they are brought the, in. They're called the OPD, but it's not the police. They're like a, it's the robots. almost like a private army. No, it's the it's the robotic things that were supposed to replace RoboCop. Okay, so like right. I haven't seen RoboCop in years. Yeah. They do keep a kill count between you against all the other robots, and then they do adjust dialogue based on like who wins. All right, that's kind of cool. But other than that, this game looks DOA. Stay, Stay away. away. Yes. Yep. Run. <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna take a short break, and we'll come back. We got plenty more to cover. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys. So despite being a five-day event, we've we've only covered our, our, our favorite articles here covering day one. Moving on to day two of the event, Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. Now, this is one that's very weird because Josh initially, I remember, said it was one of his most anticipated games, it which was. we had not even really seen anything. Yeah, All we saw was like them describing what the game would be. No real gameplay. It's up to eight-player co-op. This is like exploration, survival, crafting. This is right up me and Josh's alley. I said at the time I was a little bit more reserved about it just because I wanted to see more. Guys, I, I, I don't want to be a downer on all things here on the show. This looks like... If you made the worst possible version of Valheim with like the slightest whiff of Deep Rock Galactic, <laughs> am I alone in thinking Paul. this? No. What is happening with you? No, Paul. you're not. <laughs> Dude, it looks so bad. <laughs> I can't I can't believe you're saying this to me right now. This game was one of my most anticipated games. I love survival exploration crafting. Who doesn't I love, love Lord Moria? Of the Rings. I yeah. have to say, it this is Lord of the Rings return to Boria because this looks terrible now what is going on what the heck man the trailer started so cool you hear like the music and you see the like the the Tolkien style map and then it goes in and you have like a dwarf singing to himself hitting like or and I'm like that's cool and after that it's like 30 seconds of climbing ladders and there's (laughs) 
the whole world's dead. There's yeah. four characters running around. They're not talking to each other. There's no music for half of the time. It feels lifeless and completely dead. I don't know what happened to this game. I feel lifeless and dead inside uh, because of what this game has done to me. I don't mean to nerd out here, but the thing that really got me was when they finally come across some monsters and you're like, ooh, combat. And it's a goblin holding a torch. And yeah. then you have dwarves holding torches. Guess what, people? <laughs> they can see in the dark. They don't need torches. Why were you why are you giving dwarves torches? In Moria? Like, what is wrong with you? Do you know nothing about Lord of the Rings? Like that was I, and okay. I'm not even going to talk about the whole like they spent 20 minutes placing crappy wooden platforms to go down this mine shaft thing that looked terrible. It you takes know. 20 minutes to get there. Yes, that's the whole video. But the whole time they're throwing like like light sticks, a la Deep Rock Galactic, and they they're holding a torch, man. And I'm like, dwarves can see in the dark, you guys. Like this is like oh, it's just that. Little thing right there shows me that these developers have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, learn your lore. Gosh. I mean, it's a Lord of the Rings thing. Now, I'll say this before some mega nerd who's more of a mega nerd than me comes out and goes, but Josh, in Lord of the Rings, dwarves can't see in the dark. I don't care. Dwarves can see in the dark. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never heard that before, but I'll, I'll oh, take yeah. you at your word, Josh. I'll believe All it. right. Yeah. Return to Moria could not look worse. Uh, I was very disappointed. The exploration could not look more tedious and boring yes. in this game. It's it's not a feature. I was watching the trailer and and I kept skipping forward. I'm like, okay, I'm going to fall asleep here. You know, I just, I was, I was on a, a long four day hunting trip. I hiked like 20, 25 miles. I'm exhausted. We're recording tonight. I was watching some of the stuff to catch up and I, I was going to fall asleep if I kept watching that that trailer. I kept skipping forward, <laughs> and it looked like they were in the same spot, but they were, you know, 80 feet down. They just kept building platforms, moving down, hitting a rock, going down. And it is the same thing over and over. The The UI looks kind of weird. The The combat looks horrible. They're fighting with torches. Stamina. Like yeah, the stamina. Yeah. Looked weird with the melee. I just, you know, the only thing that I thought was cool was for me personally, and it's just only for me, it was a throwback. It felt like uh, Paul and I played WoW when WoW first came out, and it looked just like his little paladin dwarf. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, it, it brought me back, and that was the only thing that that was the saving grace on that trailer. But other than that, yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. This is uh, again not good. Yeah, Ugh. I've lost all hype for this game. It looks bland. It looks boring. I don't know what's going on with Lord of the Rings games, guys, but Gollum and now Moria. Yeah. Not looking good. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's been a minute since the last good one. All right. Well, maybe we'll buck the trend here. Let's let's see. So mentioning WoW is a nice segue because we also saw a lot of Wayfinder. This is an online action RPG that they say is a love letter to WoW and Destiny. It did release in early access about a week and a half from the time that we were recording this. It is set to officially release early next year. Uh, apparently, the game had quite a bad launch. There were issues with queue times, random disconnects. But here, we got to hear them talk about how they are addressing those issues, future plans, how they have their own version of a battle pass. Maybe the thing to start with here, guys, is that you can buy it right now in early access for $20, Wait. Or wait and play for free when wait. it releases? 
you have that backwards, don't you, Paul? Like it's supposed to, <laughs> we can play in early access to test the game for them. Oh, you mean and, when, we're, when and, we're beta testing and, then, and doing their job for and them? And then we buy the game when it comes out. That's what you meant, right? Oh, it, you might think that, Josh. <laughs> nope. You can pay $20 to play an unfinished game now or wait and get it for free later. I, I, I hate this model. I hate paying extra to play a game early, especially when it's not finished. And for the record, I think this game looks like trash also. But what, what, what do you guys think? <laughs> what is happening? I, what is happening in this world that this is how it's going on? Like I, that we pay before for the beta. Like what? I we it's it's because we already got Baldur's Gate three. We already got Dave the Diver, which was the surprise hit. We already got Remnant two, which everyone loved. Like all the good games. We got them all, boom, 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 and now we're just having a little bit of a lull, yeah, it seems. Yeah, well, Wayfinder's going to help me find my way to a different game. That's what it's going to do. <laughs> I, to I be fair, I thought it looked, it, looked, it looked meh. I don't think it looks bad, but I, it doesn't look great. I legitimately disagree with you guys on this one, and I'm not just trolling like it was the other two. I <laughs> actually think the game looks entertaining. I like the art style. I like the MMO aspect. They showed a lot of actual active combat in this game. They showed boss fights and raid type mechanics. Um, you know, I don't know how it's going to play, but I will say that, you know, out of all the junk that we've seen so far, this one actually looks pretty good to me. Now, maybe it's terrible, and I don't like the free-to-play aspect in the sense that there's already people saying that this game is very pay-to-win, which mm -hmm. I despise. If, if you, know, you want to let me pay for cosmetics, that's fine. But in an MMO, this is what did, this is what did in Lost Ark, right? Where it's, it became pay-to-win towards the end game. So I like the aesthetic. I like the combat. I actually do like what I have seen in some of the trailers. I don't like what I'm hearing from some people. But then if you read the reviews, there's a lot of people that say, hey, listen, the gameplay in this game is actually really good. It's just that they're having a lot of server issues and they're starting to kind of see some of the monetization stuff. And they're seeing that it's like, hey, this this looks like it's going to be a pay-to-win game, which if that's the case, I'm out at that point. But I thought the gameplay looked all right. Well, they also play a lot of shenanigans where something will cost like 300 currency in the store, but you have to buy it in increments of 500. So you end up with like dead money sitting around in yep. online currency. Stuff like that always drives me crazy. Like if you're going to charge for stuff, just charge for it. Uh, it did remind me a little bit of Wildstar. I thought more than any I, other honestly, that, MMO. That's I what got it looked that like. Vibe, and you guys know I love Wildstar, so I think maybe it's touching on that like that little Wildstar looked a lot better in my. I opinion. mean, it does. I'm not saying it didn't, but sometimes you'll take what you can get, kind of thing. Uh, so I, I it, it's funny you mentioned that because I got that vibe too, and I think maybe that's why I'm a little bit more interested than the both of you are. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on here, this will be the, the last main thing that we talk about. On day three, we got to see some stuff about Off the Grid. Now, this is a game that we have talked about outside of the show. We have linked articles about this in the past. The guy who runs the development team for this is a famous movie director. He's done movies like District 9 and Chappie. I love his movies, so I was always curious to see more about this game. Well, Off the Grid is kind of a, a wild game here. It has PvE and PvP elements. It's a 150-player battle royale, but it has a 60-hour narrative campaign that runs along with it, 
And these are not separate modes. This is one mode that you play. You join a battle royale while you're out there. You're also engaging in a storyline campaign. I don't think anyone's ever tried to do anything like this at all. Um, but this takes place in a very satirical setting. Basically what they said was imagine if 40 years from now, gaming companies that we know today, I think he's hinting like EA pretend or like, uh, like Fortnite, pretend that they went and bought an Island and were bringing over Twitch streamers who want to fight in real life in a battle Royale and put their skills to the test and they have resuscitation software. So it's poking fun at a lot of gaming culture and Twitch streamers. This is kind of a wacky one. I, I, I do you guys see this finding like its own little niche or is this going to be just too out there? I like what I see. man. <laughs> like, I liked yeah. this more than anything else. I saw I, this is creative. I don't know that they can pull it off. But from what I, I saw, it looks really interesting because you get cars, you get grapple hooks, you get flight suits, uh, light suits. You, 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 they showed cybernetic limbs where one guy was just trucking really fast, yeah. like through somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's got gunplay. It's got it's a battle royale. But then in some of the, they did like an interview with the guy, and they were saying like, how do you do campaign in a battle royale? And the guy was like, you do missions and you might have cutscenes." And then they're like, so can somebody just walk up and shoot you from behind? And then he said, no, he actually did admit that they're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but he said right now, it basically just pulls you out of the match for like a minute while the cutscene is going on and then just kind of dumps you back in right where you were. I think it'll be like you walk into a door and the door will close behind you and no one else can access it. And it's like just you. I think that's how it's going right. to work. Like an instanced area or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I I love the humor. The, the, they've got the quirky guy that's like the Twitch streamer kind <laughs> oh, of narrating stuff. Guy. And he kind of goes off and he's all <laughs> crazy and everything. And I, I'm really digging the vibe on this, man. Again, I I don't know how it's going to play. This might be an absolute disaster, but I'm 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 in so far. Yeah, it, it makes sense that the guy was in movies because that's the first thing I thought too. Is I love that character. I thought the trailer was really funny. Uh, it made me laugh. It kind of sucked me in a little bit, but um, I don't know, like if they can play the game, you know, in not slow motion. You know, I prefer to go over ten frames a second. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be nice. I don't know if they were for this trailer. They were uh, playing it on a potato or what, but it was it it was really choppy to me. It looked, you know, like it needed a lot of work, like a work that, in progress, yeah, like a work in progress. You know that I oh yeah, I'd love to go pay twenty dollars for. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a weird one. I, I don't know how it's going to perform. Yeah, if if they can optimize it and make it run smooth, um, it, it's interesting. I, I'm interested. That's what I'll say. I'm I'm interested. I think it's something that may be cool. I love battle royales. The the fact that they're gonna do a campaign within that is is also interesting to me. So I think that's pretty neat. So we'll see how they kind of meld the two and come up with uh, a way that makes it work. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they do it. We've seen questing in battle royales. You know, we yeah. saw that in the cycle sure. and they've introduced that in some things where it's Even like hey, Warzone. Yeah, mm -hmm. where you you know, you're in this, but you have these little side missions and stuff. And so I think the foundation is there. 
so I am curious to see where it goes, to be honest. So again, I'm with you, Ryan. It did look a little janky, but again, it's still kind of an early build. Um, I like the setting. I like the premise. So there's something there for me, but it's, it's a little early to tell how it's actually going to turn out. I also like the fact that they explicitly said that the movie Running Man was a major influence on creating this. Yes, I love that movie. So, <laughs> so I, that's another thing that got my interest. Yeah, Ryan, give us some Arnold. <laughs> no, I will never do that for you again. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. All right. And then the last thing I think that we'll mention in passing is on day four, there was some new footage of Lies of P which is now set for release on September 19th. IGN said that it's looking like an A-class Souls-like that very well could stand toe-to-toe with From Software's best games. We also got to see a little bit from Black Myth Wukong, and that also blew away IGN, yes. saying it's one of the most exciting action RPGs of the Souls-like era. So if you're a Souls-like fan, it looks like there's some really good things on the horizon. Despite more of the issues with the shooters, it seems like the Souls-like games are in a much better position. Black Myth Wukong, I have been following for about two years now. I remember when the very first trailer for that game came out. We did mention it long, long ago. Um, I think this game looks phenomenal, man. Um, it it looks so good to me. They showed off more gameplay, more boss fights. Every time I see this game, and I just mentioned not long ago that I've got a little bit of Souls-like burnout, not for Black Myth Wukong, man. This game looks fantastic. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Lies of P, I have just floundered on that one, man. I, I, don't, I don't really know why. I, I don't know why to think either. it's amazing. I don't know you're, why. You're like the... <laughs> you got your corner. I don't make sense, Paul. Like, come on, man. You know that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. Lies of P, to me, is just not even there and then like black myth wukong i'm like yeah and i i don't know why man i know i know why it's because you're on baldur's gate 3 and you're uh that's uh rated r not for this not content for this podcast (laughs) yeah All right. Well, I think that wraps everything up here today for the Video Gamers Podcast. Make sure to swing by MultiplayerSquad.com to sign up on Patreon. And don't forget to follow us everywhere at Video Gamers Pod. We also release episodes every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. And we're also now releasing flashback episodes on Fridays. So some of our favorite episodes that you might have missed, we're going to start releasing those as well. And we just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and for following the podcast. And until next time, happy gaming. Goodbye, everybody. Get in the chopper. I am Electro. <laughs> That's a running man. It, was it Electro? What was the lightning dude in Running Man? Something like that. I, that I only saw Dynamo. It once a long Dynamo time ago. was his Dynamo. name. He sang the opera. That's it. Oh, go watch <laughs> Running Man if you haven't seen it. All right. See you, everybody. Watch my movie now. <laughs>